0: Welcome to Jeff in Motion. Well, today's the big day. The day that my episode goes up on uh, mixing it up with my carpenter. I alluded to that episode um, the Monday after I recorded it. That I dropped a nuclear bomb on it. (laughs) in that episode, kind of cleaned out the last skeleton in my closet, so um, I was legitimately nervous about that episode releasing, Um, I will freely admit. I have since listened to the entire thing, and uh, I'm less nervous about it. Um, I think we handled the issue that comes up pretty well and oddly maturely for the two of us who can barely say a sentence without having a joke in it. So, yeah. Fairly confident in the content of that episode. Um, I imagine that there's a lot of crossover between my audience and uh, mixing it up with my Carpenter's audience. Um... But just in case you listen to this show and not that one, you can go to popularoutcasts.com and look for the Mixing It Up With Mike Carpenter logo, um, which stands out. You'll know it when you see it. Click it. That'll take you to his subpage. And bada-bing, bada-boom. There you go. Or you can search Mixing It Up With Mike Carpenter on iTunes. Um, or popular outcasts on iTunes that should bring up a list of all of our podcasts. Yeah. So, uh, go listen to that. If you want an hour and a half of me and some seriously, seriously heavy shit about halfway into the episode. Yeah. I had kind of planned to talk about that episode, this entire podcast, and you know, process it and whatnot. But after listening to the episode of mixing it up with Mike Carpenter, I don't. I feel we processed it enough on that episode, so now I'm kind of left without a topic for today. <laughs> so we'll we'll see where I end up. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I have to say on that. Um, and again, like I said when I first told you about it, uh, give, uh, wait it out. Listen to the entirety of the episode of Mixing Up with Mike Carpenter uh, because we do end up processing the information pretty well. I had to practice the word nuclear, 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 nuclear in the shower today because I was going to tell you that I dropped a nuclear bomb in mixing it up with my carpenter. And I I don't know, know how often it has come up in this podcast, but you'll notice that I say nuclear like... Uh, like a stroke victim, like there's something like there's a mental tick involved in me saying nuclear, nuclear, nuclear. And that is because I grew up saying nuclear, which is a very incorrect pronunciation. It's not nuclear, it's nuclear. And it, like, Pronounce it like n-u-hyphen-c-l-e-a-r, nuclear, 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 and I can feel nuclear in the back of my mind every single time I go to say the word nuclear, 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 um, because my brain wants to add a third syllable, nuclear nuclear, but it is, so it, it, yeah. but yes, so I practiced the word nuclear, nuclear, in the shower today, because, I don't know, uh, I was m- massively, massively embarrassed when I was realized I had been pronouncing that word incorrectly. And uh now it's kind of scarred me <laughs> to the point where I can't say the word correctly without pausing after new, new clear, new clear, new clear, new clear, new clear. Um mm. Cow update, number three. The inevitable has happened. Um, Morgan is pretty disinterested in tiny cows now. Um, This would have happened if cow never got lost down a pole, but um, I'm sure it did speed up the process. So yes, we've got a handful of extra tiny cows uh, that really have no reason to be in our house anymore. So, fuck if I know. I don't know. So, Cal cow, cow has come full circle. Morgan no longer gives a fuck. She's into one of her stuffed animals right now. Um, a, lo- a stuffed wiener dog that is longer than she is because that's how we roll. Um, And she's been pretending that that dog is Jake from Adventure Time and she's been riding him around and it's pretty awesome. Even to the point where I caught her reenacting the opening theme to Adventure Time. Where she just goes, Adventure Time! she would fist bump the dog and then just Dead to time friends Dead to dog (laughs) like and I could could, observing her because she would she was singing quote unquote just the words that she remembered and reenacting the actions of the opening theme to Adventure Time which I believe was her telling me that she was done with Wally, um, and it was time to watch Adventure Time. Wally was at the boring part where there's all kinds of emotions and things. It's not at the funny part where he puts a bra on his head or anything like that. Um, <laughs> I once walked in on Morgan playing with one of my wife's bras. Um, I can't remember if she was wearing it, or wearing it like a hat, or just playing with it. Um, But I walk in, and I say, Morgan, what have you, what do you have? And she just looks at me, and she just goes, mom shirt. And I was just like, ha, ha, ha. So now, for eternity, um, bras are called mom shirts. Uh, in our family, because uh, it's, it's kind of perfect. It's kind of perfect. Because, like, we aren't shy with, like, we aren't weird about nudity in our family. It's just a thing. Like, you know, we make sure Morgan has clothes on when it's appropriate, but we don't, like, run away, like, sh- uh, shy away from letting her see our bodies because, you know, whatever. Uh, nudity is natural. We're not gonna. We're, I'm not going to uh, try and tack on sh- body shame issues uh, because that's what that leads to. Uh, that teaches kids that uh, naked bodies are something to be ashamed of or scared of. So, yeah, that's long and short of that. But, so, Morgan has seen my wife in a brawl frequent, semi-frequently, it's not like, but you get it, you get it, and so, it's a special kind of shirt that only mom wears, the mom shirt, so, <laughs> so bras are mom shirts in our house, I was reviewing my list of topics earlier today. I'm trying to think if there's one I really want to tackle. This is a lighter one. Oh, pardon me. Before that, I found, like, people have been telling me there's been a Whole Foods in the town I work in for ages and um, I thought they were full of shit because I was thinking of the store that is named Whole Foods turns out it is just an independent uh, you know hippie store hippie food store and it says Whole Foods on it but they are selling Whole Foods the thing whereas Whole Foods is also a company, so that was some confusion. But I did uh my wife and I were up, we're both up in the area, and we're like, you know what? God damn it, we're gonna go look at the uh the hippie food store, the whole foods. And uh we did so, and fucking A. I mean, I know I'm recent, I am new to the whole vegetarian, um, hippy-dippy foods kind of thing, but fucking A, that was like a nirvana, um, cause, yes, the natural aisle at my local Giant Foods, um, is great, but it's nothing compared to a legit hippy-dippy Whole Foods kind of store, and, um, fucking A, and one of the biggest things, something that I will be going frequenting that store for, is they sell whole uh, loose leaf tea um, which is fucking great because I have touched on this podcast several times that I am all about the hippy dippy teas, the loose leaf teas and um, it's awesome, fucking awesome we got a little bag package of jade or jasmine tea and it's great, it is good I've had better, but that better tea was like $13 for 6 ounces or something like that, and I got probably 4 ounces for like 2 bucks at this place, and it was definitely comparable. Um, You know, it wasn't hand rolled into little pearls or anything, but it's still a great, it was a great fucking tea. Better than any tea bag I've ever had, so yeah. So I will for sure be going back there on one of my lunch breaks and getting the J or the Jasmine, the Jade Oolong. Um, I believe I remember them having Earl Grey. Um, so yes, I am going to be picking up a handful of little baggies of loose leaf tea to try them all out. So that is going to be great. They also had catnip tea there, which I'm curious about, but I don't know if I am curious enough to try it yet. Um, But yeah, like, being a a hippy-dippy, like I say hippy-dippy, but because that's that's the point of reference I have to equate it, like... Basically, Ace and I have decided that we're going to try to avoid, like, overly processed foods. Because first, like, she's been vegetarian forever. Um, not literally, but you know. And I've been vegetarian for over a year now. And that, I mean, that was my own decision. I don't know if I've touched, I think I've touched on that on this podcast. That... I independently decided to become vegetarian, because we were together for five, almost six years, and I ate meat, and she didn't give me any shit for it. She, you know, she wasn't preachy, she wasn't guilt chippy, she was totally cool. And um, I basically just came to the decision on my own to be vegetarian, um, and that was due to... The, uh, basically the rationale that unless it was literally the my only way to survive I couldn't kill an animal to eat it you know and I figured if I couldn't do the killing I don't really need to be doing the eating and like but I also taking a leaf from my wife's book I don't give anybody shit for not being vegetarian like I, like, I ate meat for fucking the better part of 24, 25 years of my life, and meat's great, it tastes great, it's, it's good, like, I, I get it, I get it, um, but I just kind of got to a point where, I don't know, I just didn't feel right eating it anymore, yeah uh, and um so we've got that we've got the whole vegetarian thing and I mean there's also the whole like factory farms and mistreatment of animals and all that bullshit which is should be enough to have everybody concerned but isn't like I don't guilt trip anybody on the food they choose to eat, because what the fuck ever, you've got to eat, you know? And, like, fucking hey, you think, like, people have ideologies solidified with, like, Christianity and bullshit? Fucking, with the things that you choose to eat is an even more solid ideology. I found it... I was more concerned for my... to tell my parents that I was vegetarian than to admit to them that I was atheist. So, there's that. Like, and that's completely true. I was legitimately more concerned about them finding out I had chosen to be vegetarian than being atheist, and fuck if I know why. Um, Well, a lot of it was I didn't want them thinking that Aislinn had like, pulled weight, or pulled rank, and, and, like, forced me to do it, because that's a very easy assumption to make, oh, his wife is a vegetarian, he's now becoming vegetarian, well, obviously, we know what happened, so that was probably more, the more of the concern, my parents knew that I was falling, quote-unquote, falling from religion before, um, Aislin and I got together, so... There wasn't any concern that that was, uh... That she was a cause, so to speak. Um, so we've got the whole vegetarian thing, and... aislin has been doing that forever, and I've been doing it for... Over a year now. And then we kinda, like... fucking like... I get it. I get the people who say that ignorance is bliss. Because it sure as fuck is. The more that you inform yourself... The more that you realize that shit's fucked up, and you're just like, God damn it! And um, like, and fuck, fuck the internet, guys! Like the 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 a- sheer access to information, like that is what is really helping us realize that things that we love to eat, things that were great. We were delicious and felt yummy. And our tummies are just full of fucking shit. Just awful shit that you would not actively elect to eat by itself. But you eat by the handfuls put into your food. So it's just like, fucking A. God damn it. And, like, it's really, it's not any secret that corn syrup is one, addicting, and two, just bad for you in general. And corn syrup is in fucking everything. It's in things that aren't sweet. It's in breads. It's in, like, fucking A. Corn syrup is in goddamned everything. And we, like, are actively avoiding corn syrup. And, I mean, a lot of this shit people in, like, uh, Europe and other developed countries it's like, it's not allowed. It's illegal to have in food. Where in the United States, they're just like, Yeah, fill them up. What the fuck ever. Go, go football. And um, so, I mean, there's that. Other developed countries have actively decided that this isn't food. And we put it in almost fucking everything. But I mean, people are becoming aware of corn syrup, which is why they are actively changing the wording to corn sugar. It's the same thing, guys. Um, Same thing. And uh, Aislinn had actually recently done some research and the reason they called it corn syrup was because it was in the 70s that it was developed and people were uh, like sugar was a negative buzzword like sugar's bad sugar no so they called it corn syrup so it sounded more natural and uh, now that people have caught caught on to the fact that corn syrup is bad for you they're changing it back to corn sugar because it sounds again more natural it sounds like a more raw ingredient which it is not it's a highly processed gross thing and ugh. and this is coming from a guy who drank a uh, like quart of corn syrup for a uh, a fake movie trailer um, we did as high school kids over a summer. Um, the basic the basic concept was that i had given blood and I had to. Uh, it was at... It was Blood Bank or Blood Bath or Blood Mobile was the name of the fake movie we're doing a trailer for. And the the concept was, I had just given blood, um, and I ha- there was something wrong, so I had to, quote-unquote, put it back. And they just hand me this, like, quart Tupperware container full of blood, which was corn syrup with red food coloring which makes a pretty solid uh, blood analog if you are strapped for cash and um so I drank the whole thing for the trailer and um I mean it's about as uh, sweet as maple syrup you know but it's just corn syrup. And uh, it was years, years before I put maple syrup on anything, or syrup of any kind on pancakes or anything like that, because it just it made me sick to my stomach. That was uh, gross. <laughs> uh, real gross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Asa and I are actively avoiding, like, ingredients we don't understand. Like, if something looks like a chemistry class on the side of it, we're going to avoid putting it in our bodies. Um, And that makes fucking life difficult. (laughs) It's because trying to eat healthy and inexpensively is tough as hell. And especially since I, like, I can't carbo-load. Like, my wife and daughter, they've got... they, They process carbohydrates like it's their fucking job. I don't. My body holds on to them. And, like, there's, like, fucking white rice... Is so it's inexpensive and it's filling and um, it takes on the flavor of whatever you put it in so if you cook in like chicken broth it tastes like chicken if you cook it in beef broth it tastes like beef it's uh, you could just do fucking white rice butter salt and pepper was a staple of my existence growing up like it's great it's fucking great but Like, I can't, and it's cheap. It's cheap as hell. But I just can't. If I don't, if I want to maintain my weight loss and continue to lose weight, I I can't carbo load. Like, I just can't. But that's a great way to, you know, I know exactly what it is. It is rice. I'm eating rice. That is all I'm eating. Awesome. Um. Probably the biggest bummer, like the biggest casualty to us trying to eat hippy dippy, and like we're not super duper strict on it. Like on cheat days and whatnot, we'll allow ourselves to have like a candy bar or Oreos or something like that. Like we recognize that the fucking shit with shit ingredients is goddamn delicious and addicting. But we're trying to avoid it, like, six out of seven days a week, you know? So there's, like, we're not monsters. We still have an Oreo here and there. Um, We're just trying to not live on fucking shit food, you know? But probably the saddest casualty to being informed about foods was that orange juice pretty much all orange juice is really gross like even your air quotes fresh orange juice sits around in vats and is like chemically separated processed and then recombined and um like the oranges that your orange juice is made of could be like years old it's like it's fucking gross and it's almost all orange juice and that was such a fucking tragedy because my daughter absolutely fucking goes apeshit for orange juice like loves loves orange juice and like that's great she's she wasn't addicted to soda or anything it's orange juice who doesn't love orange juice Orange juice is healthy, part of a balanced breakfast, yand yada yada yada. And um turns out it's kinda gross. Turns out the process for making commercial orange juice is kinda fucking gross, which is a major fucking bummer. <sighs> yeah, major bummer that one of the, like, uh, a air quotes healthy thing that my daughter absolutely loves we don't we actively don't get and like, again, we're not monsters Some if sometimes we'll get her orange juice but we used to have it like a couple gallons of orange juice at any given point in our fridge and she drank mostly orange juice but now we don't now now her staple is lemonade, which we make with lemon juice, one ingredient, and raw sugar in the raw. The turbino, ter- ter- turbinino, turberberino, sugar. Um So there, you know, there are three ingredients. Water, lemon juice, sugar in the raw. Bada bing, bada boom. We know what it is. She likes it good, awesome, it's sweet it's delicious cool um, great but it's still like fucking A did she love orange juice fucking A man and like another bummer of looking into and trying to be healthy was finding out that a lot of the vegetarian stuff that we were eating. Actually isn't that isn't that healthy. Like your Boca Burgers. Your Morningstar Farms. Like it's good. But it still has got a lot of like. Highly. Like preservatives. And highly processed foods in them. In order to make them like. The shape they need to be. And also. Like. Soy is every vegetarian's best friend. But as we found out. That eating too much soy because soy contains estrogen that can like for a woman it can throw off your periods it can um like make you mature too like early like um like young like uh, so we're we need to avoid giving morgan too many soy products because it can do the same thing as like growth hormones in milk it can give her a period way too early and, um, so, like, there's, as, the more informed you get, the more, you're like, fucking A, even the things that I thought were good aren't that great, and, uh, as far as guys go, too much soy will, like, you'll get, you'll get man boobs, uh, like, you'll just have too much estrogen in your system. So, it's just, like, fuck! Son of a bitch, the things that I thought were great for me are just only okay for me. Um, but without discovering that we would have never started like looking into seitan and uh, chickpea patties and things like that which are things that I absolutely adore now um, and again they're things that you can you, that we know all the ingredients of seitan is like wheat gluten and water, and the spices you want. It's pretty simple. Um, the chickpea patties are chickpeas, chickpea flour, an egg, and, and assorted vegetables ground up into a batter and then cooked like pancakes. Um, guacamole, avocado, tomato, onion, garlic, Jalapeno, like all solid raw ingredients, and like I did, oh god, pardon me, whoo, had to uh, stretch there for a second, oh. and like I enjoy my diet, like what I eat. Um but uh it's a pain in the ass sometimes. It's a pain in the fucking ass. Just like being like oh shit, I shouldn't eat that. It's got bullshit in it, it's got gross in it. <laughs> Ugh. That isn't even what I was gonna talk about. Um What I was going to talk about, which wasn't a long topic anyway, so I should still be able to get hit most of it, is the fact that for my daughter, TV is a completely different thing than it was when I was her age. Like, my daughter has never and will never experience there not being anything good on TV. She will never experience flipping through channels, praying you land on something semi interesting. It's all on demand, Netflix, algorithms, you know, there's an AI that tells you what you might like and it's pretty good at its job but Morgan has never existed in a world with cable like we got rid of cable TV when Asim was pregnant so Morgan has only existed in a world where there is Netflix and uh, Amazon Prime Instant and Hulu Plus so if there's a show out there odds are she can watch it And if not, you can find it online somewhere else. So, like, she feels like watching Adventure Time. Bada-boom, Adventure Time. She wants to watch Sesame Street. Bada-boom, Sesame Street. She wants to watch SpongeBob. Bada-boom, SpongeBob. She wants to watch Bubble Guppies. Bada-boom, Bubble Guppies. Um, In any order she wants, whatever time she wants, there's no limits. Um, You're only limited by your free time and what these streaming services have it, it's it's, it's an, an incredible time we live in as far as media consumption goes but that's the thing though there are things that are a crucial part of my development that I only found by flipping through the channels like I would have never watched Mystery Science Theater if it hadn't been for me getting bored with Saturday morning cartoons and flipping and looking for something else. I would have never found a deep love for old kaiju movies. Old uh, Godzilla and uh, Mothra and movies of that nature. I, you know, I fucking love them. The old... Campy, really terrible Godzilla movies. I used to eat that shit up. Fucking loved it. Back when Sci-Fi was just an awesome, awesome channel. It's a decent channel now, but I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure I I enjoy the direction it's heading. <laughs> Which is basically producing only products that are, like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. See what we did there? See what we did there? You see? You see what we did there? Right there? Sharknado, guys, right? Am I right? How bad would this be if people were serious about it? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. It was cute when it wasn't popular, but now, like, it's something that has been destroyed by popularity, not because it's popular, but because... Uh, there's now a room of executives trying to, re- like, repeat this phenomenon of the, like, sh- the Sharktopus and the Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Like, those, those were, like, just campy bad movies done on a shoestring budget. And they're they're great. They're pretty great. But now there's a bunch of network, network executives that are just like, we've got to bottle this lightning. We've got to find a way to be able to put out one of these every six months. And that um, it's it's losing its charm. Uh, it is it is become executive eyes. It's not. I don't. Uh, I'm not going hipster on you, I'm not being like, oh, it's popular, I don't like it anymore. It's like, oh, it's popular. So people are trying to devise a formula for it, which is pumping out just these formulaic awful, awful things. Um, It's a little too much wink-wink. There's no soul to them anymore. Anyway. Um, And another, like, one thing that as she's getting a little older, there's something I want to actively start putting on for her, which was Discovery Channel documentaries. Um, I found so many of those when flipping the channels. And it's like, The 25 Deadliest Snakes, or Finding the Loch Ness Monster, or This Time We Found Bigfoot For Real. Wait, no, we didn't. Or, and like, I don't know how many fucking times I sat for like two hours being like, Oh, motherfucker, I'm going to see Loch Ness Monster this time. Loch Ness Monster? I'm going to see that goddamn Loch Ness Monster. Or, oh, this is it, man. This is it. Bigfoot? Fuck yeah. (laughs) Or, Giant Squid? Back when Giant Squid was something that no one had seen before. Fuck yeah, Giant Squid. Yeah, buddy. Gonna see that giant squid? Fuck yeah! And every single fucking time, no giant squid. Nothing. Not a, not, a, no Loch Ness Monster. No Bigfoot. Just uh, fucking, how they made those things an hour, or two hours long, I don't fucking know because they had nothing. They went into the woods and found nothing. They went into Loch Ness and found nothing. Um they went into the ocean and found nothing. Like how they extended those to an hour to two hours, I'll never fucking understand. But they do. <sighs> Excuse me. And um like and oh it was those and it was the goddamn UFO specials holy shit did i eat up those ufo specials like oh man oh man they're gonna have proof man they're gonna have proof last last two minutes the motherfucking alien is gonna walk on screen and my and i'm gonna lose my fucking shit um never never happened nothing more than the same like same handful of blurry photos that people aren't sure are real or not. And the same handful of, like, shaky, blurry videos that people can't be sure if they're faked or not. Like... And, like... And pictures of documents with a bunch of black bars on them. Like, it's all... It's all it was all bullshit, but I goddamn loved it. There's nothing fucking, like... My daughter has to experience the goddamned Bigfoot blue balls that those old Discovery Channel like specials give you. There's just that it was such a crucial part of my development. I, and I don't know what it has led to, but I every single time I would sit down awestruck, completely focused, because goddammit, it, we're gonna find Bigfoot. We're gonna, I've got such a fucking hard-on for Bigfoot right now. I'm going to see a goddamned motherfucking Sasquatch. And, you know, end of the episode, it'd be like, well, we kind of found this, this footprint here. It'd be like a guy with a mustache in a ranger outfit holding a plaster cast of a, of a footprint. And they're like, it's probably real. Maybe. I don't know. And there would be credits. And I'd be like, Son of a fucking bitch! Gah! Gah! What am I gonna do with this fucking hard-on for Bigfoot? I've got a fever and the only prescription is goddamn Bigfoot! But every goddamn time I was so positive I was gonna see Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster or goddamn Space Alien and I never fucking did. Never. Ugh. And I need my daughter to experience that goddamn pain of loss of not seeing fucking Bigfoot. Oh, man. Pardon me. And another thing, along the same vein, were just animal, do- and, like, animal shows, animal documentaries. You know, Lions of the Serengeti. Um, and more importantly, the hosted animal shows, such as um, Jeff Corwin, um, which I believe is on Hulu Plus, And I might get, start her on that because he's, it's a little more geared towards kids. Like, dear, it's definitely geared towards, like, your 10 to... 16-year-olds, not, like, your little kids. Um, because it's not, like, super... It's not, like, the Crat Brothers, which had, like, lots of, uh, little animations and things like that. Um, definitely meant to hold the attention of little, little kids. It was more, you know, a guy goes out into the world and picks up snakes and shit like that. Um, but that leads me to fucking... my goddamn... Role model My Fucking spirit guide Uh Steve Irwin Holy fucking shit Um If it had the Crocodile Hunter on I was I was in I was fucking In I Lived And fucking Breathed Crocodile Hunter For a large portion Of my early life Um like, it is not the cause of my love of snakes and reptiles. That's my dad. That was catching garter snakes as a kid. And, like, that, that, that's... That, I know that. I know that catching lizards and frogs and snakes as a kid with my dad and keeping them overnight and then letting them go and holding them and realizing that snakes are just pretty chill in general... Um, that, that's the reason I love snakes and lizards and bullshit like that to this day. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. But with that foundation, motherfucking Steve Irwin solidified, solidified that love of reptiles and whatnots. And, like, Steve Irwin is, is and was the butt of a lot of jokes. Like just his over-enthusiasm and whatnot, but uh, god damn loved it. Um, because he was, he, it wasn't I, I'm positive it wasn't an act. It That was, that fucking guy was just that fucking stoked about everything. And he uh, was taken from us too early, you know. Like, there have been very few few public figures that I've had a physical reaction to when I found out they died but I was legitimately really bummed out when I heard Steve Irwin died um like fucking A that bummed me out and when I think about it too long I get I just fucking bummer city uh it man it That guy was just incredible, and knew his fucking shit, too. Like, he goddamn ran a zoo. Like, it's easy to make fun, but motherfucker knew what he was doing. That's the only reason he was able to, like, handle wild animals. Or whatever, I could defend Steve Irwin for another hour. This has been Jeff in Motion. Kind of a hodgepodge edition. Yeah. Yeah. Have a good week. Bye bye.